Modern Rock for Cincinnati and Dayton, 97X, The Future of Rock and Roll. That was requested Mazzy Star for Lewisburg, Ohio, Ohio, population 197X listener. Plus, we heard some Pixies and New Order in that set. Uh, coming up, we got the All Request Business Lunch. You have a chance to uh, call in if you actually work and uh, uh, make a request. We'll play it back, 863-5665-523-4114 if you're calling from Oxford. If you're lucky enough to be working in Dayton, slap a 1513 in front of either number. Day. And yes? Mm-hmm. Day. Yeah. Now, not happening. Coming up, we got some Camper Van Beethoven. Mm, mm. Perhaps. Yeah. We can play that here in my basement, yeah. which is where we are, the Party uh-huh. Dungeon. The Party Dungeon? Yes. Yeah, okay, no. no party patio. Oh, that was obliterated, mm-hmm. knocked down by a bulldozer. Yes. As was the entire College Corner Pike building where you and I worked at 97X. 5120 College Corner Pike, Oxford, Ohio, 45056. Yeah. Wow. It's just like it was yesterday, mm-hmm. but That's yet right. it was... 25 years ago, yeah. a quarter of a century. I'm running across the street to the Clark Station. You want a candy bar? Uh, actually, if you could get me a little Debbie fudge round, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay. Here's a quarter. Okay. We're just doing a podcast okay. about our time at 97X. And we are actually talking to folks that work there, including the legendary, world-famous Shivy Shiv. Matt is here? Oh, I am. I am. And I was that one listener from Lewisburg, Ohio. I love that you remember that. <laughs> yeah. uh, as a matter of fact, I before you intern, you would call in, if I remember correctly. Oh, I called in all the time. My mm-hmm. my mom would get so annoyed at me for camping out in the, in the kitchen where our one phone was. And uh, just especially for the people's, uh, uh, what is that, the listener's choice six-pack? Yeah. Um, I would do that, and the the Pepsi free music break, all this. I mean, like I always was trying to win things, and uh, and it, of course it was long distance from Lewisburg, Ohio. Yes. So yeah, my parents loved that. Everything was long distance to Oxford, if you think about well, it. Well, my next door neighbors were long distance, so really it's just yeah. I mean, rural life, you know. So how did you discover the station? Well. I went to a summer camp, uh, a broadcasting summer camp at Wright State University um, between my seventh and eighth grade years of junior high. And a lot of the kids there were from Cincinnati. And a couple of them had talked to me about the station. And I specifically remember like writing it down, like, you know, 97.7. And, um, you know, these were... I was only listening to top 40 radio up to that point. So like these kids who had um, violent Femmes cassettes and I, I remember my roommate had a skinny puppy tape with him that week. And it's just like, uh, these kids were just way ahead of me in terms of music and their discovery. And so um, I went home, I was able to kind of dial into where the station was and where I lived was really kind of on the edge there of where you would pick it up. So I made my dad split our outdoor television antenna line to also plug into the stereo. And that really made it come in perfect in the living room. And then I could just, I just filled cassette tapes with 97X so that I could listen to it all the time. Wait, I want to go back to the very beginning of this. (laughs) There was a class, a summer camp for broadcasting where things like, Weather and traffic together, how important is that? I mean, what did you cover things like that? Yes, they uh, did that right well, before they made s'mores. They had to do a weather report before they got their s'mores. Here's the thing. 
I ended up being kind of disappointed in that week because I assumed it was going to be a radio camp, but it was really a television camp, and we put together like a public access broadcast that week is essentially what we did. And I had no idea. Like my guidance counselor knew I was interested in radio. She kind of like was able to convince me to apply for it and everything, and I went, and it had absolutely nothing to do with radio whatsoever. But, like I said, several of those kids actually came from high schools in the Cincinnati or Dayton area that had, like, campus radio stations, which blew my mind, because I was in school with, like, 50 other kids in my class, you know. Um, There was no radio station in Lewisburg, Ohio. Uh, So it was definitely a real eye-opening experience for me, and it, you know, I started listening to the station after that, and it really kind of changed the game. One of my uh, first memories of you is uh, just talking to you and the other intern hired at the same time, Kevin Couchet, at the same time. (laughs) You guys both coming in together. Uh, That was probably one of the best intern uh, groups we've ever had. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is funny to think that we both kind of came in at the same time. I just—I actually just saw that uh, Couchet was at uh, the non-convention this week and ran into another former Waxian, um, Mark Abuzahab. Yes. Um, and like Mark was was really that what Mark leaving the station was how I ended up going full time. But I'm but I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. So it, it, we've skipped a step from you know seventh grader making his dad climb up on the roof and split the TV antenna signal, risking life and limb just so Shiv can listen to Skinny Puppy. So we've gotten that part, and then so you started calling in, trying to win, running up a long-distance bill for your parents. How did you wind up at the station, it sounds like, as an intern, but were you in college at the time? Yep, so I went uh, went up north to Bowling Green State University, so I was not in uh, the area like during the school year. But then I would come home in the summertime, and so the summer between my sophomore and junior year of college, uh, summer of 96, uh, so I don't know, I'm sure I started pestering Dave mm-hmm. really, really early, that, pro- probably like January of that year, I probably already was messaging him and being a pain in the ass, but I, I, I know that I started as an intern that summer, and I, so I interned summer 96 and summer 97. Uh, uh, the station of the year, 1997X, I was there as an intern. And um, then I graduated in the spring of 98 and came on on as a part-timer. Actually, I think you bugged Barb Abney enough to make Barb (laughs) Abney to say. I think think you wormed your way in through Barb, if I remember correctly. I don't remember, but I'm sure I did everything humanly possible. I mean, at that point, I... I, I knew that I wanted to work at the station, and that was all I was. I was going to do whatever I had to do to get in. The future of rock and roll. I'm going to kiss your pineapple. 97X. And, and then once you got the gig, did you place a long-distance call to your folks to say, you know what, it paid <laughs> off. Those long-distance bills and splitting the antenna, it paid off. I've made it. I've arrived. I'm full-time at this tiny station in Oxford, Ohio. Well, I seem to recall, even though they knew, I mean, they, they loved it because they knew how much I loved it. But I remember even, because I was part-time from graduation that summer 
until uh, the holidays that year. And it really, you know, my mom was definitely giving me the, you know, you need to have other plans uh, that, you know, if they're not going to be able to hire you full time, you can't just sit around and wait, like, you know, and I was just like, no, we're going to, we're, we're going to play this out. And uh, there was a big shift, uh, maybe not a big shift, but there was a shift in the, in the staff there. Uh, right around the end of the year of '98, and I and I came on full time then and um, uh, started hosting the overnights. And then from overnights, you stayed with the station till the the, the final hours. You and and uh, made it all the way down to Longworth Hall and then to Austin, Texas. Correct. That's right. Yeah, uh, till the till the bitter, very bitter end. I was there. And we, we did talk to Mike Taylor about that a little bit, but I mean, do you want to give your take on on the end of what was 97X's probably fourth life? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that I still to this day have really mixed feelings about. Um, you know, I mean, the station changed my life in so many ways and even in the different incarnations. And even though I'm still uh, occasionally, if I think about it too much, I'm still a little bitter about how things ended and and really specifically how we got treated in the end. Um, At the end of the day, I moved to Austin completely for free. You know, I I was single. And so I sort of just got to split the moving truck with the station. (laughs) So they, you know, all of my belongings went on the same truck as the studio equipment and the CD library and everything. And so like I paid nothing to move. I got a stipend to move. And then, you know, I got here and completely fell in love with this city. And um, I mean, and here I am, you know, I've lived here now for, for a decade. And so I, you know, p- part of me still really hates what went down, but I wouldn't have had this chapter of my life without it. So, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a catch-22. You know, I've always considered you the keeper of 97X. I don't know why, but you seem to be like the go-to guy when if I have questions, if someone's asked me a question, um, you know, we did the thing with the uh, KXP. You, know, you were like the, the, the focal point for that. Um, you know, do you still feel like you're almost the curator of 97X and WXY.com both? Well, I mean, it's something that just means so much to me. And while, I mean, I, admittedly, I haven't taken the steps to to properly preserve all of this stuff. I mean, I've told you, I mean, to me... The most important thing when the station was folding at the end in 2010, I was like, these dudes who had nothing to do with the station's history at the end were not going to walk away with the history. I mean, that was something I was very... So, I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, yes, they moved... They they took the CD library and everything, and God knows where all that stuff is these days. But I took with me all of the archives of the station. I, I personally have all of the photo albums. I have all of the archives out of Dave's old office. So, I mean, I have, uh, <laughs> it's funny that you were speaking to, to Jay, um, because I, I, I told her about this once on Facebook, but like, I have like these hysterical 
to me now letters of her being reprimanded for playing unmarked songs on the air and things of that. I mean, just like some, there's some funny stuff in these archives. And I just like, I hung on to all of it. And, um, you know, I don't know, one of these days, maybe I can get it all work with someone to get it properly scanned and we can do something with it. But they have been, they're being held on to and they've been saved from, uh, being completely lost to the ether. Now, uh, I do know that you don't have everything because Kathy Lucas, the traffic director, has the Farrah Fawcett poster. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I mean, I... Because that's I a big have... part of the history. At least and, it was for and, me. And Kathy Lucas also has about a thousand um, matchbooks with the 97X logo yeah, on there. That's true, too. Well, I, you know, demand. I have some of that stuff, too, and it does, if I think about it too much also, I get nervous about the fact that all that shit's just sitting in a closet in my spare room, and uh, it's probably not the safest place for a bunch of matchbooks and, um, well, just thousands of pieces of paper <laughs> from the <laughs> station's history, but mm. I've got it, and that's the important thing. Yes, well, we appreciate you being, you know, the steward of that, and yes, by all means, Let's figure out a way to digitize that stuff because the station, as you said, I mean, you, you experienced that. You, you started as a listener and then in turn, I mean, really, you went through every incarnation, a listener, you know, fan as a young kid, then an intern, then part time, then full time and then yeah. uh, online only and then the move. So like you're the through line for all of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I really, I, I did miss those first couple formative years of the station, but I mean, I started listening in 88, uh, around, you know, around 88. So, I mean, I, I really only missed those first couple years in terms of having that exposure. I mean, otherwise it was, it was a part of my life, you know, the entire time. So, so what do you do now? Um, my job, I kind of, I'm, I I have two things going on in my life. I mean, my full-time gig, which I've had for eight years now, is producing online education for nonprofit associations. So I host a lot of webinars, and then I work with my clients. Um, You know, let's say an organization has their annual convention, uh, and they record that. Well, they send it to me. And they say, you know, hey, Shiv, here's 75 hours of speakers from our annual conference. Please put these all online. Um, so that's, that's sort of what I do as my full-time gig. Um, and then I've also kind of really turned my, I, my passion. I was always really into movies. And I worked part-time in a video store during my early years working at Woxie. But... Um, these days, I, I'm a freelance film writer. I, I freelance for the local newspaper, the Austin American Statesman. Um, I'm a member of the Austin Film Critics Association and a national group called Galeca, which is the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association. So I, I do participate. I have a weekly uh, column in the newspaper, and then I, I help with a lot of uh, film festival coverage because we we're so lucky here in Austin. We have multiple excellent film festivals every year. And so I do a lot of coverage uh, for the newspaper um, for those. And so like, that's all just kind of on the side, but it's been a way for me to still stay creative and, you know, have something that I'm passionate about, um, you know, kicking around. 
I have a question for you since uh, your memory. We've been doing a contest. I, I never got any free CDs from the station except for one from Delamitri, and I'm going to give it away if someone can guess who were the four bands at the 10th anniversary show at Bogarts in 93, in September of 93. Um, do you know those four bands? And you can win that Delamitri CD. Mm. No, I mean, I was definitely listening at that point, but I would have been away at college, so I don't know. 10th anniversary show. I was around for the 15th, and even that I probably could not begin to name who was there. Um, okay, well, have you listened to the podcast? I should ask that, because we've got 34 listeners now, and, and we want to make sure you're one of them. I I do listen to the podcast. I'm definitely behind a few episodes, but I have been listening. Because we've covered the other three. It was, it was Royal Crescent Mob. It was Too Much Joy, Bare Naked Ladies, and that was their first appearance in the United States on a label when they were on, I think, Sire, our reprise. Um, but there was a fourth band, and, and the other hint I'll give you, it's, it's a local band, and you can win that Delamitri CD. Do, any guess? Hmm. It was a Cincinnati was local band. Uh, was it the Afghan Wigs? No, it was not. They they didn't break as big as the Afghan Wigs did. Mm. Nope. I don't know. Just no. ponder Tough. it, Shiv, and then when you have an answer, just email us, 97xwoxy at gmail.com. Send in your answer, because I know you want that Delamitri CD. I know what happened, because when you packed up your stuff when you moved from Cincinnati to Austin... You forgot to label which CDs were yours and which were the 97X library. And the ni- the Delamitri CD in your collection slid off and slid into the 97X pile. And you've been cheated out of it and you want it back. So do some research. It's very possible. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, I'm sure that in my closet archives, I probably have Julie Maxwell's promotion file from the 10th anniversary show. So mm. maybe I'll do a little digging. Then well, we'll have to disqualify you. I actually have the radio commercial, and we'll play it, because that's how they mention the fourth band uh, once we get an answer. We have the actual commercial uh, that we were going to play. Wow. Um, I appreciate... Now that's I'll, some history, Dave. Yeah. Now, I appreciate... Like I said, this digitizing stuff's great. I've gone through, and, and uh, I didn't realize how many hours of tapes I still have. Um, and all those posters of myself on the air, I still have all those. It was all about me. <laughs> but He's, Dave's his biggest fan. I know. Um, but but we do want to get uh, after talking to Bake and, and and doing this podcast, we want we want to get a, a reunion together. We're, we're hoping to target, I guess, uh, next summer now. And I, I've already told Bake he has to host it. Okay, that'd if be you, awesome if you're up for that to, to come back. And, I mean, and you, you didn't the get last the last time I the last time I was we we did a big thing at Bake's house before we moved out to Austin. Yep. So like that's the last time that I've seen most people was was that. Yeah, we were at that. Damien was at that too, and, yeah. and Julie was there. And, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that were there. Um, but you didn't realize that if you would have talked nice to Bake, he would have driven to your house and gotten on the roof and taken care of that antenna for you. Because they put one up for Bogarts and they put one up for Sentiment Rock City. So you are the biggest listener in Lewisburg, Ohio. There's no reason why he wouldn't have driven to your house and put one up on your roof. But but we appreciate you taking the initiative. He yeah, my dad was pretty handy, so you know it worked out. It worked out. Pops was all over it. Well, Shiv, uh, we we are getting past the uh, probably past the Bella Lugosi mark of uh, the double shot. Yes, so we'll have to set up another one. And once you go through those archives, 
you can, I'm sure you have um, reprimands when I was reprimanded for playing songs that weren't on the playlist. I, I feel like oh. everybody who worked at 97X played songs that weren't on the playlist at some point. That was the best thing about my gig. When I came on and they let me start, well, I mean, it had already been started through Mark, but I got to do Future World with the Overnights, yes. which meant that I basically was given a free-form shift every night, which is really how it, it, it was such a fun job for me because I just played whatever I wanted, and it was, it was pretty great. And you have very good musical taste, so it was very good. I mean, I, I think I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. You've done okay with your musical taste. You're better than all right. So, well, we appreciate you taking the time, Shiv, uh, and maybe we'll get down to Austin before you get up to, to Oxford, but uh, we'd like to catch up more. Yeah, sounds great, guys. Very cool. The future of rock and roll. That's entertainment. That's entertainment. 97X.